you've published the findings of this research on supply chain cyber risk. What are the headlines? Well, I think the first headline is we've now got some data, actually. <laughs> we've been a lot of talk about supply chain risk, but it's mostly anecdotal on particular incidents. This is 1,500 real people, CISOs, CIOs in five countries. So it's great to have some actual data. And I think this is going to be an annual independent survey. I think the headlines that really leap out at you are, you know, 80% of companies have had at least one breach in the last year, some many more through the supply chain. So that confirms what we know anecdotally, that supply chain is becoming the favorite vector for attack. I think on the alarming side, the statistics around how many companies are able actually to monitor their supply chain, that is a cause for worry. And it suggests that a lot of companies are struggling to get their heads around the supply chain and knowing where to start. So there's lots of work to be done, I think. Is this a case that, first of all, let's get the elephant in the room out of the way, the pandemic is exacerbating the problem? Well, I think this has been a problem before the pandemic. Uh, and um, obviously, the pandemic is exacerbating anything that is to do with remote um, and cloud-based services. So supply chain that relates to that is being exacerbated. But actually, supply chain has been the key worry for at least the last five years in government. And governments and regulators have started to talk about it. And in the industry, in the CISOs I talked to, it's been a real worry in the last couple of years. So the pandemic is, is making everything more critical in particular areas, but actually supply chain has always been a problem. What are the, the kind of cyber threats? You touched on it briefly, but what are the kind of cyber threats currently facing supply chains? Well, I'll break it down into two buckets, if you like. And the first is cyber attacks that are delivered literally through the supply chain, so through a company connected to you or delivering a service to you. The second, which maybe we won't dwell on, but it's worth remembering, is that a, a cyber attack against a supplier that isn't connected to you may also be pretty devastating if you're in manufacturing, for example. If that company can't deliver the parts you need in time, uh, it, it, the fact that it's not actually connected to your network still means it's disrupting your own business. But let's focus on the first. So if you take the, the classic cyber attacks through the supply chain, you've got really the full spectrum. So everything from the now famous NotPetya attack of four years ago, ransomware delivered through the update, the upgrade of a uh, accountancy software package, a company no one had ever heard of before. So that's uh, the, the sophisticated end, if you like, but right through to the phishing email that is delivered not directly to the company, which probably has great defenses these days, but it's a large company, but delivered to, say, the lawyer in a law firm in a company that serves the, the main company. So through the supply chain. And you know, if you trust the companies in your supply chain, including small you know, legal firms or investment houses or whatever they might be, you are going to see them as trusted connections. And that's a great way in for either a cyber criminal group or, or a or nation state. So it's the whole range of cyber attacks, but delivered through the third party because the third party is less well protected usually than the big company. Well, actually, this is where my point about the pandemic comes in, that because people are spread out now, office workers being told to work from home, they're using possibly a private email address. They will have less security at home within home computers than they would have done at the office, etc., etc. Well, 
That's a great point, Robert. I mean, I think that has been one of the features of the pandemic is suddenly everybody moved online and started working from home. And that process would normally take a, a, a mature company months to plan. It would mean training staff, spending money on dedicated kit and training them on how to use it and new policies. All that was compressed to about three or four days in the UK and, and in many other countries too. So you're absolutely right. I think that's leveling out now. Companies are beginning to adjust to the new normal and institute the right practices. But yeah, there was certainly a period where that was quite alarming. Let's talk about the steps that organizations can actually take to reduce the cyber risk in the supply chains. Obviously, if we'd been prepared for home working, if we'd been investing as corporates in getting ready for this, then that would have been one way of defending against it. But we can't do that because the world has already moved on. So what do we do? Well, I think getting remote working right is a slightly separate issue because even if you've got it right, uh, and many companies have and are doing it very securely, supply chain is still a big risk to you. Because if you look at the, the, the range of possibilities, you've got maybe a thousand in this survey, it's just the average a thousand vendors. Some companies, big companies have 10,000 or more suppliers. Each of those represents some risk to you and trying to get visibility of that and triage the whole lot and work out what are the ones that you care most about and you need to worry most about is the big challenge. You know, it's just the scale of it for, for companies that is the problem. So where do you start? Well, I think there's an internal issue about who has responsibility in the company for third-party supply chain risk. And I think the survey quite nicely brings out the fact that you've got a lot of variations. So it's CISOs for 40%, CIOs for 35 procurement officers, financial officers, COOs. Uh, so I think getting a handle within the company about supply chain risk generally and cybersecurity uh, supply chain risk in particular is a good first, first point but then actually what do you do to look at your supply chain to understand who's in it and then to monitor the kind of cyber risk they present to you and most of that these days is going to have to be done through big data analysis on external cyber metadata uh, one of the alarming things in this report is that very few companies I think it's about two percent in financial services are real-time monitoring so daily monitoring what the security, the external security of their suppliers is actually like. Because in the past, the you know, problem is particularly financial services companies have approached this by a mixture of sending pen testers in, sending a team in to look at maybe the top you know, 5% of their suppliers. And that's the most they can do. For everybody else, they've just sent them a questionnaire. Frankly, these days, a questionnaire is not good enough, partly because it relies on its self, self-marking and it relies on people understanding how good their security is and very often they don't. So the suppliers themselves, particularly their small companies, may not know how poor their security is. But even if it's absolutely right, it's a static snapshot. You know, it, doesn't, it tells you what things were like on that day and cyber is so dynamic, so much more dynamic than lots of the other risks to financial services or other companies that you have to take a different approach. You've got to start looking at real-time data. How do you manage that as a company? How do you manage that real-time data? Well, I think in, in practice, you have to outsource it. Even the biggest companies uh, need to outsource the processing and triage of that externally available data on your supply chain. But there are some big, big decisions to be made inside the company about you know, who are your critical suppliers. And one of the mistakes I find companies, including in financial services, 
tend to make is they categorize their supply chain um, in a way that doesn't necessarily work for cybersecurity. So they may say that my top 10 suppliers on which the business really stands or falls are these 10 companies. They may be household names. They may be, you know, AWS or Google Cloud. Frankly, they're not going to be the biggest risk to you because their security is pretty good and you're not going to improve it. <laughs> so um, actually, the attack is much more likely to come through a vendor number 6005 or way down the tail of the supply chain. And that's where you need to spend some effort trying to work out you know, who's connected to me that is poorly defended. And then what do I do about it? So there's a whole separate question which you might come to about once you've identified the risks, what do you do about them? Well, that's a very good question because surely that is something that you actually need to... It could be the office cleaners on yeah, contract. Uh, and yet you're not going to see that as a threat. But if they're connected to your systems and they're sending in their invoices on a monthly basis or they're sending in communications on a monthly basis and you, you're letting them into your system, you're letting their communications into your system, that's a, th that's a threat, isn't it? Absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's a nice example. And we've certainly seen parallel examples, for example, of... Uh, uh, banks compromised through a recruitment, small recruitment company, which had access to their networks and indeed used the bank's email because that's how they sent out recruitment uh, emails. So <clears throat> there are, yes, uh, even a small company, if it's connected in the wrong way, can be a threat. Not all companies are. So that's where you need to prioritize and work out what's actually a risk to me. But uh, yeah, potentially any company that is connected to you could be a problem. And I think it's unreasonable to expect those companies to be able to do everything, to do all the controls that you yourself do as a, as a very large financial services company. What you can do is help them do the things that matter most to you. So help them institute the controls that are absolutely necessary to your business. And I think the whole spirit of this now should be a, a rather 